You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Three and one to Scudero. Coke pitches. And Scooter aligns one into center field. Jackson will have to play it on the bounce. Terrio tearing around third. Here comes the throw of the slide. He's safe at home plate. And the Giants have gone ahead four to three. That was Marco Scudero's most important moment as a Giant, but probably not his signature moment. The first thing we think of with Scudero is when his eyes go to the sky at second base in the ninth inning of game seven against the Cardinals. Scudero details both of these memories in this conversation, and for him, both represented a lot more than baseball. We go inside Marco Scudero's giant moments now. Now, now. This is Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile. Our franchise has countless memorable, iconic moments. Join Mark Willard as he connects with our former players who lived these moments to relive the emotions, the stories, and the joy. The great Marco Scudero joins the Inside Giant Moments podcast. Uh, I mean, some of the most iconic images of Giants past involve you, Marco. So so this is going to be great. It's wonderful to have you. Thank you for doing it. Oh, no, thank you guys for having me. I mean, like you say, I have a lot of good memories in the Bay Area, so thank you yeah absolutely it's such a cool story in in looking at your career in that you really did save the best for last you know you you logged a lot of time in the bigs with only one postseason appearance in 2006 before coming to the giants so what did that feel like for you in terms of the postseason and the long road that you endured well um you know, as a baseball player, all all we go, all the stuff we go through, the you know, the off-season training, you know, the spring training, you know, the six weeks of getting up early is for one mission to be in the playoffs. And uh, you know, for me to be part of one of those lucky guys to to get to live the experience, being in the World Series and actually win one. I mean, I can ask for anything better at the end of my career and. It's hard to explain. It's just uh, something that uh, people sometimes don't realize how hard it's just to get there, you know. And uh, it was something that uh, probably going to take uh, take it with me all the way to the end. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What do you remember about the day you were traded from the Rockies to the Giants? This was July twenty seventh, two thousand twelve. What what stands out? Well, first of all, I, I, uh, I, I guess I, I have to say thank you to Dan. Dan was the GM for the Rockies, uh, you know, on on that year, and uh, and I think he pushed the right button. And <laughs> I mean, like hours earlier, if you would have told me, hey, uh, listen, this year you're gonna be in the World Series and you wanna win a ring, I would have say like, yeah, whatever. It's crazy because I wasn't a team. I wasn't a team on the last place, you know. And uh, all of a sudden, I got traded, and you know, I never thought like, like I say, I was early. You would have told me uh, like yeah, I was gonna put a ring on my finger, and I was like, yeah, thank you. How much is it? I have to buy it, I guess. And uh, you know, the, those days when you when you get traded, a lot of stuff go through your minds. I mean. So, uh, you know, it's just too much stuff like family. Now I have to pick all this stuff from the apartment and, and you know, kind of stuff kind of like that. But uh, as soon as I got to the field, to, uh, to the Giants field, to San Francisco, you know, everything changed. Um, I just started looking around and see the situation and stuff. And, and, you know, we just, everything started clicking from there. You know, I wonder if you were thinking about that in the big picture, too, when you say, gosh, you weren't thinking about winning the World Series that year. I wonder, had you had thoughts that it just wasn't going to happen for you at all in your career because you're 36 years old at that point? It's ugly. And uh, to be honest, that year, I wasn't even thinking about what was going to 
be in the playoff. I was taking day by day, and and uh, I was more focused on, on trying to catch up the the Dodgers, which we were uh, fighting for for the division. And uh, yeah, you're right. I was 36, and, and if you get to see, uh, uh, there is a bunch of players like Omar Vizquel and Barry that they play what 20 something years, and they didn't won one. I mean, they yeah. play in the World Series, but they didn't have the chance to to win uh, a ring. So that kind of tells you how hard it is. And and you know, I was living, uh, I was going day by day, and and. And since like every day they go by, things got got better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And less than two weeks later, after your arrival, August eighth, Grand Slam, career high seven runs driven in against the Cardinals. By the way, the Cardinals, there's a sign of things to come. So, how did that how did that day feel right after your arrival with the Giants? Oh, it feels great. I mean, uh, you know. Uh, for some reason, you know, hitting is a feeling. And uh, and when I was in the rocket, I, I wasn't hitting bad, but I was hitting the ball good. But right out of somebody, like always, I would line out every single day at least once or, two, or twice. And then uh, I remember it was one day where uh, at the beginning we were uh, going to play the Nationals. And I remember Zimmerman was uh, – was going to pitch that night. So I was in the hitting cage right before the game, and I was doing some swing. I was like, man, uh, I don't know. I, like, I was rushing to, to get the head up of uh, a uh, fastball, even BP fastball. And I was kind of like, what the hell is going on? So all of a sudden, I did something. I, I, you know, I, uh, I felt something that clicked, and I was like, uh-oh. So signs that day. I got that little feeling on my on my hitting mechanic, and 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 I just took it from there, and I let it ride. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think that special day was the one that uh, something clicked on my on my hitting, and and I would just I just took it from there. Yeah, and that night with the, with the Cardinals was it was something special, you know. I was wow, like. If it is the, I was like, if it is the way the way it's gonna rain every day, just keep coming. <laughs> Games like that. <laughs> that's that's pretty incredible because your Giants average that year was 362. So I think what you're referring to, like you just got hot and stayed there. And you know, I think I think athletes get asked all the time, was there a moment where it clicked? And they're usually sort of fuzzy with their response, but. You you felt something on a day that you still remember today in the batting cage, and boom, that was it. From there, you were on fire. Oh, yeah. I remember it was like yesterday. Because, you know, I think hitting is a feeling. And it doesn't matter, like, when, you, when you're struggling, you know, it doesn't matter how many swings you do every day. You can do thousand swings, but it's a feeling that that goes away. And you have to. He will. He'll come back whenever. The only thing is time. So that's why I was. I always pray to God that every time I was like situations or playoff games, that the my my hitting feeling doesn't go away because the only thing that fixes that is time. In playoff time, you don't have time to fix that. <laughs> Uh, you guys uh, run away with the division as it turns out. You clinched on September 22nd in a game against the Padres. And so that was the day where the realization of what you had been talking about earlier in the year uh, becomes a reality. You're going to the postseason for just the second time in your career. What did that feel like for you? Oh, it, feel, it feels really, really good. And, and I was kind of... It was satisfying just because, you know, these people just trained me to help the Giants, and, and I, I felt like I kind of did. And and Daniel Downs trained me over there. He pushed the right button, and feels like a guy had a plan for me, you know, and everything was just, I was just living the dream, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the whole team then starts the playoffs, and you're talking about hitting being a feeling, and you had had it the whole year, but, like, that series started, and, and the, 
the offense is just stalled, and you guys are immediately down 0-2. And so if hitting is a feeling, I also wonder how you would describe the feelings inside the clubhouse on that very famous day before you guys are going out there for game three and Boach gives the speech and then Pence jumps in and, and gives the speech. So what what did that do for you and for the whole club? Well, um, you know, I was uh, after after the first game with Cincinnati, we got be really bad and and I was like, okay, tomorrow's a new day. And then next day, we got really bad, too, like beat bad too. And uh, right. And then uh, you know, like after the first game, I, I kind of figured like we were our our team wasn't the the team that I used to be watching for the last couple months, you know. So after like a half hour after the game. Like everybody, all the players left and stuff, and I was like, okay. Next day, same situation. And I was kind of like, I remember I kind of um, mentioned to Gregor, which was right next to me on, on the on my locker. I, I remember, uh, I can't remember if we flew after the game. No, we flew uh, on the day off to Cincinnati thing, right? You probably had an off day in there when you flew out, would be my guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think I mentioned to, to Gregor, say, Gregor, don't you think, uh, you know, we're, we're not playing as the way we do, right? Like, it seems like, uh, it seems like everybody just, uh, just happy that the season was over and we had a good year and, we just like down, just waiting for them to, you know, beat us. I don't know if it's me or what do you think? So he goes like, yeah, I think so too. So we're just talking, you know, and I, I kind of mentioned, I, I would like to like just talk, to, you know, the whole, just a guy, just talk and, and just say, man, we're, we're, we're nothing to lose. And, you know, a lot, a lot to win, like. If we win or lose, just focus on playing uh, hard 27 outs, I think. I think uh, all the preparation, all the stuff we go through just for this moment. So, and he was like, yeah, I think I think you're right. So, anyways, we got to, this is how it started, by the way, with Pants. We got to Cincinnati. And, uh, and right before practice, we were in the kitchen. And uh, I remember I was... Uh, it was uh, Gregor on the same table and, and Lopez, I think it was there too. And I was telling, I was telling to Lopez the same stuff I told Gregor. But on the other table, it was uh, Roberto Kelly, first base coach, right? Yep, yep. So when I'm saying all this stuff to Lopez, Kelly was listening to me. He goes like, you damn right, man. Hell yeah, you damn right. You get, yeah, you talk. Tell somebody to, you know, talk. So that's when he get up and he go to Bochi and I guess he told him. But in the, in the meantime, Pence was coming in and I knew that he was the right guy. And I was like, uh, come here, you crazy face. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, hey, uh, I, I would like to just talk, you know, like just a uh, players meeting and just, you know, say something about the way, I don't know, don't you think, uh, like, we're just happy to, you know, season's over, and I'm just happy to be here. I said, no, it was like, you know how it is, you you give you a little motivation, he goes nuts. Yep, <laughs> so he yep. goes like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So I think it was the, the day, uh, next day when the game, right right before the game or before BP, whatever, that's when Bochy, did the meeting and 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 they go Bochi goes like anybody have something to say <laughs> and that's one that's one pain that's one pain you know so yeah Bochi I got something to say and this guy came up with this meeting I was like I still look I still get you know I didn't say that uh, my skin gets like chills chills yes this guy this guy's meeting was unreal 
And uh, I was like, oh, my God. I mean, this pitch was something else. And that's, you know, how everything took up. The momentum. I knew I knew if we uh, we tried to change the momentum, because on short series, it, it takes a play, a one pitch, to, to, you know, to change the, the momentum. And that, it changed, and I think it was in the seventh, on the eighth. It was two out. We were tied. Uh, Arias was playing on third. No, somebody else. Sorry, Arias was hitting. He hit a ground ball to uh, Scott Rowland. Yep. Those, those uh, big hoppers, and he kind of get in front of it. He knock it down. He throw the first. It was safe. And I think on that inning, that's when everything changed. Um, that is amazing. And I don't know that I've ever heard that, that maybe what Boach and then more famously Pence did started with a conversation from you. That's incredible. Yeah, I just I never say something, but because, uh, I mean, where is, everybody should have credits, everybody, but sure, you know, I'm not a big media guy. I'm not a big, you know, I like to be sneaky and <laughs> do little things. But uh, uh, to be yeah. honest, that's how, how everything starts. Uh, that is uh, that's that's an amazing point in in your career in the history of the Giants. By the way, Pence famously was going around to each guy in the room, right, and kind of like bringing up characterizations of them and what he didn't want to. He didn't, you know he wanted to see them again tomorrow. Did he single you out too? Did he say anything to you? Yeah. Um, no, I think he mentioned uh, Terrio. I say. I want to see Terry right. what he's going to wear tomorrow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I want to see Bowser. I want to see something. And then after they talk, I was like, oh, my God. I, I don't have too much to say. I say something. I, the only thing that I say is like, hey, let's go out there in 27 out, hard out, regardless of the of the result. We just go there and, and see what happens. That's the only thing that I say. But after, it's like, it's like hitting BP behind Hunter Pants. I used, you know, he's always whoa, whoa, like hitting bombs, and then I have to hit little bloopers to right field. Like, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's, that's, uh, that's funny. I feel the same way after, after his pitch. I have to say something. Incredible. And you mentioned, yeah, the, uh, the ground ball uh, by Arias uh, changes everything in the series. Um, yeah. You survive the series, and then it's off to St. Louis, and I would say that's when everything really changes individually for you. You guys lose game one, but you go two for five, and it's the start of a series that just would not stop. You know, you mentioned something clicks in BP during the regular season, but was there also something that happens right at the St. Louis series where you're feeling feeling locked in at a really special level? Yeah, I mean, uh, it just it, I guess when uh, when you get hot, everything you touch is gonna, you know, finds a hole. And and uh, I mean, on that type of atmosphere, playoff games, I mean, I mean, all the pain, everything goes away. It's something that uh, I only, you know, leave it once when I play for Oakland Six, and we we didn't make it that far, so. Like I say, every every day goes by. It was kind of like better and better. Uh, game two of that series, you were the one who broke that game open with a base hit in the fourth inning. And so you guys have gotten through Cincinnati, but you're immediately down in the series again. D- did that hit really kind of settle everybody's nerves in the in the NLCS? Here's the 1-1 pitch on its way to Scudero. Scudero, wide drive, base hit, left center field. Blanco scores, Crawford scores, ball gets past Holiday, Pagan scores, they all score, and the Giants lead. Payback time for Marco Scudero. He clears the bases. It's 5-1. to one. And I guarantee that felt good. The longest, the longest we, uh, you know, we fight, we, we try our best, and we play hard, they wait, you know, our team used to play the whole season. I mean, everybody should be at least fine, you know, but we knew that uh, that uh, San Luis was the team to beat. I knew if we 
we beat St. Louis, we, we're definitely going to be champ because that team was – they know how to play. They know how to win games. They know how to do the little things. And, and, and game seven, anything can happen. And we got there, and it happened the best. <laughs> Giants win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, prior to getting to that game seven, though, you guys are in the same situation going into game five that you were in in Cincinnati – um, was there another clubhouse get together before Zito takes the hill in Game Five? Yeah, that that became not during, uh, not on the on the clubhouse, but like right before the game. You know, after the third game, uh, Hunter kind of make that like a routine. He'll 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 say something right before the games every single day on the dugout. To get everybody kind of pumped, and, and you know, you know how baseball players are. If one thing works one day, you better do it next day again, right? Yep. <laughs> and then, as you guys win that one, you know you're coming back home, and and I wonder how that changed everything for you guys. And in particular, when Game Six starts to go well, you walk and score in the first inning, you break the game open with a two-run double in the second. And, and at that point, I wonder if you're starting to smell game seven and, and what emotions you're feeling at that point. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Like, um, and, uh, we're like, oh, yeah, game seven, you know, going back home, and we have a lot of chance to make it to the World Series. So I think the game six was real the key of the whole series. Uh, the game seven, yeah, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Ask me, whatever. Uh, I was going to say, the, the, the game seven was the first game seven that you'd ever experienced in your career. So just looking at the entire experience, what was it like? It's something like uh, such a great feeling that the – that you've been going through the whole series that it's not like you don't want that thing to get over. So I was like, please, I just, if we became this far, I just want to go to the next test, you know, and and, and just waiting for, for the game to start and see how things play out. And I was just praying, God, every day, like, please let me just leave the experience. Even if we don't win the World Series, at least to, you know, be there. I don't want to go home yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I, it, it seemed like your prayers might have done something. Uh, you got to take us through what happens in the third inning. You're at third base for that very memorable Hunter Pence bases clearing, awkward spin line drive out into center field where the bat hit the ball three times on the slow-mo replay. What, what did you see during that play? Well, to be honest, I didn't. I didn't see. Like, I, I didn't know what happened. I thought the the shortstop has a bad read, because as an infielder, sometimes, especially when they use wide bats, sometimes it's a little confusing. Like, you get bad jumps and stuff, and and that's what I thought at, the, at first that happens. And then when I when I saw the replay, it's slow motion. That's when I what I noticed. I was like, holy moly! Like, I didn't know. It was like. This, this game is definitely for us. <laughs> I mean, that probably happened once in a, out of, I don't know, 100 years. I don't know. <laughs> so when stuff like that happens, you know you're in a, in a good shape. When the ball is bouncing your way. You ready for the first pitch? Absolutely. Right at you. So here's Kelly out of the stretch and the pitch to Pence. And Pence, it's a line drive into left field, a base hit. Coming in to score, Scudero, Sandoval right behind him. Jay overruns it. They're going to wave in. There's a throw home, not in time. As Buster Posey scores all the way from first. It leads to a 9-0 lead eventually, as you said. It was going to be your night. The, uh, the, the lead opens up. The skies open up as well as Sergio Romo is warming up for the final out and it's the famous image as you're waiting there of looking up into the sky with your hands upward um describe what's going on in your head in that moment the infield is a mess 
And Sergio Romo taking his warm-up tosses with the rain just pounding down here in San Francisco. The Giants are one out away, and Marco Scudero is enjoying every minute of it. Well, to be honest, um, he was he was kind of like I say, he was kind of crazy. I, I, I guess God listening to me and my mom that she's up there because I played four years in Oakland, right? And then, then I, uh, I kind of know the area, and I never ever saw rain like that. <laughs> so, so be, being like my position, there is two out, bottom of the ninth, we one strike or two strikes away from the whole series, and all of a sudden this rain started coming down, like pouring, like hard. So the only thing I can think of was just. Oh my God! Just to look up and thanks God and, and my mom and my dad. I guess they, it was a time for me, you know. Or like holy moly, like it's weird. So many years over there, and I never saw rain like that. I don't know if it's that normal over there, or I don't know what it is. But that's when I put my hands and I say thank you for <laughs> for listening to all my praise and all the stuff. I guess. Definitely yeah. was a sign or something, I don't know. And you were thinking of your mom. Yeah, I just yeah, I always, you know, pray like every right before every single game for her and you know, to do good all the stuff and so it was kinda one of those things. She died when I was like probably on my birthday when I was turning 17. Wow. Yeah, so I kind uh, of promised her that I was going to be a, a baseball player. So everything that I did was for her. Gosh, what a moment. And then uh, it's not over yet. A few pitches later, here comes the ball to you. And and so you you get that experience, and as the ball is skying in the air and falling through that rain toward you, what is your body that's feeling like saying, in that like, moment? That's what I'm saying. Like everything was like a like a plan. Like because if that ball wouldn't be hit to me like seconds earlier, I wouldn't be able to see him. Like because the, the drops were like really big. So it kind of come down when the ball got hit in the air. So I was kind of able to see, and I was like, you know, and I got to catch the last out. I mean, it was everything, I guess, for me, <laughs> for my prayers and all the stuff and for the team. Okay, quick pause to thank our sponsor, T-Mobile. It's never been more important to stay connected, and T-Mobile has taken steps to support customers along with frontline workers nationwide During these uncertain times, they've been amazing. T-Mobile responded to customer needs by increasing network capacity, lifting smartphone data caps, and increasing data allowances for schools and students in the Empower Ed program. They've also committed to donate $2.5 million to over 100 local schools and Boys and Girls Club of America, which provides child care for our nation's first responders and healthcare workers, meals for families in need, and more. T-Mobile is committed to supporting customers, communities, and thanking frontline workers across the nation. Visit T-Mobile.com for more information. And now back to Inside Giant Moments. Oh, gosh, what a, what a moment. And then you're named MVP of the series. What did that mean to you? <laughs> more surprises. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, like uh, out of my 20 years playing ball, I guess, you know, I lived the best part of my career. I, I, it was probably that week, that series, or the two weeks, whatever. Seems like everything happened on that little short time that didn't happen for 20 years that I played total minor league, big league. So, uh, you, yeah. And I was so proud to that everything happens on the Bay Area because they really deserve it. They're great teams. It's a really nice place to play. And 
atmosphere every night. Something that uh, gets you going, you know, to go out and every single game to do your best. Fans. So then you arrive in the World Series for the first time in your career. I wonder both how you how you blended together not only your emotions but that assignment the first night of Justin Verlander. So what are you feeling and what is your game plan? Well, game seven, you know, you're playing with the best in of the American League. So I mean uh World Series, I'm sorry. So you know you have to do the little things. Because uh, whoever, you know, do the little things better, I think it was going to be the winner. But uh, the momentum we have from the other series, I, I think it was it was hard to beat us. Because I don't care how good a team is, but if your team is in a role, like they get the chemistry going, it's hard to beat. And it was kind of crazy, too, because if you think about it, I went – only two times to now that I'm talking to you, I don't think I ever saw uh, ever thought about it. Two times uh, only my career on the on the playoff. First time was 2006, right? Yep. And we and we got uh, we got uh, eliminated in Detroit when Maglio Donia hit hit the homer to go into the World Series. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. I was playing short, and and, uh, and that was like it was a bad feeling as a losing team. On the other hand, I was like thinking about how cool was that for Maggio. Like it's got to be a great feeling, you know, to go to the World Series and fans going crazy. And so we got eliminated, and that then feel that I won the World Series. We won, so. I just thought about that. I, I didn't. I, I never thought about it. And talking to you, like, wow, yeah. I kind of live. I got the two experience going on that field. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it all comes so full circle with you. I mean, that's that's really as we were diving into this story and and thinking about the opportunity to talk to you. That's the. That's the message that kept coming up. It's it's kind of even a it's a bigger version of what you just described at second base with the Matt Holiday pop up. Like it 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 just keeps coming full circle for you. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, I guess. Uh, like I say, uh, God had a plan for me, and and I guess he went like, "This is gonna make you enjoy this series a little." <laughs> and I was just. <laughs> I was just focused on, you know, do my job and do the little things, and and everything just happened, and it happened really good. It, it was a great experience. But I uh, think the most, the uh, most crazy things, the most thing that the, the thing that uh, impressed me the, the most out of the whole experience was the parade. Mm. That was impressive. Like, see a million people on the street. Oh my god! I was like, <laughs> I was doing show. I need, I need to work on my shoulder because I was waving hands <laughs> all the way for the hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they they make sure that you have a few months off after you do those. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah. In, in game one. Uh, your first ever World Series hit also drives in a run off Verlander. It's two nothing. Take us through that moment. Yeah, um, that was my second AV, the uh, first AV. I, I remember I was uh, I was in a three. Uh, I was in a two-one count. You know, first inning, nobody on. And then uh, two ball, one strike, and he threw me a slider. And I ground out to shore and was like, what? Me, uh, you know, punching Judy? He's going two one slider with nobody on? I was like, okay. <laughs> so that's the that's that's say on my head. When, when next I be, I get the guy on, on second base, two out. And I was like, oh, man, I got I to sit on that slider. 
And I guess he knew it because he was throwing me 98 right in my, on my hands, and I was following the ball, killing fans on the right side. <laughs> so uh, I kind of work, uh, worked the count, got to 3 2. And that's when he threw me the slider for, kinda for a strike. And I was like, finally, I get what I was looking for. And that's when I hit the, the base hit back to the middle. Well, and it, it sets up what happens next, too, which was the epic night for Pablo Sandoval. He's the very batter. He homers again. And now you guys open up a, a 4 nothing lead. What's going on when you and Pablo get back to the dugout? What was that like? Oh, that was that was pretty impressive to to have a game. That's I mean, like what Pablo did, and and also doing in a wheelchair. Oof, that was <laughs> impressive. I was so, I was so happy for him. I remember I was fitting in with a lot of sugar every game. The wheelchair, he's all he's all. Because you're raking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, Whatever you want like, at that point, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, don't let nobody see you, but here you go. Get some donuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it's I interesting. Need to keep the big guy with some energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. No, and I, you know, it's interesting. I was wondering about your interactions at that time, too, because so many of the guys who were on the team – had had the 2010 experience, but but as you're very clearly detailing, this is such a new experience for you. So, what are they telling you? What kind of advice? What are you drawing from the other guys? No, I mean there wasn't nothing to like. Uh, hey, it's going to be this. It's going to be that. Whatever. It's just you know we're just talking and and we just and and. Uh, and I get chemistry, you know. We just try and do our things and try to take it like it was just a, another game. Obviously, it wasn't, you know, because I know it's just another game, but it's hard to take as a just a regular game, you know, with that type of atmosphere and all those kind of stuff. But you try it too, but you know, inside is like a little extra gas. You guys get to game four, you're up 3-0, but it's a big-time matchup on the mound, Scherzer versus Kane. How would you describe the intensity and what you're feeling going into that game? And the only thing that I remember uh, was, like, in the seventh, seventh inning, I kind of look up and I see, like, Little crystal, like ice, ice crystal coming down. It was cold. Yeah. And 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 I heard somebody say that tomorrow's gonna be even colder, like low thirties. And I was like, please, I don't want to face Verlander low thirties. Let's win this game. <laughs> That's the only thing that was on my mind. <laughs> uh, and, and then the game is so tight the whole way. It goes extra innings. Ryan Terrio leads off. Uh, with a single, Crawford gets down the bunt. Pagan is up, and you're on deck. What are you doing as you sit in that batter's box to try to get in the right mental space for for what was about to unfold? Well, uh, you know, just trying to just get a good pitch hit and, and work my count, do my things, and hopefully put him in on a position where you know, for me to be successful. So, yeah, I was just trying to do my thing, get a good pitch, and, and uh, like I said, you know, I guess where when you hot, everything you touch finds a hole. So it was a great moment to see Terry sliding on home plate, being safe. It was really exciting. And that was, uh, even though I didn't show that much uh, motion inside, I mean, it was like a lot of motion going on. No doubt. I wonder also, as you stride to the plate for that moment, even before you get the hit, are you again thinking about what you were thinking about in Game 7 of the NLCS? Like, 
here we go again where everything is just everything is lining up for you to play such a role yeah definitely i was like uh i was like you know everything was was work but at the same time i was kind of like hey we better don't let these guys wake up you know i was like we better keep pushing keep pushing because like I said, you know, momentum on those series will change in a in a bit, in a heartbeat. So I was like, you know, we gotta keep pushing. We gotta win this this game. Don't let this guy wake up because they had a, a really good team. So I was like, let's finish. Let's get the job done right now. And and how do you put into words the feeling as you hit the ball into center field? Yeah, I saw the ball going back back to the middle, and that, that was just the only thing that I was like, please stay down, don't catch it, don't catch it, because it, the way he was running, it looked like he was going to catch it. And when I, when, I, when I saw the ball that hit the grass, I was like, oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Three and one to Scudero. Coke pitches. And Scooter aligns one into center field. Jackson will have to play it on a bounce. Terrio tearing around third. Here comes the throw of the slide. He's safe at home plate. And the Giants have gone ahead four to three. And then, and you mentioned Terrio too. Like he had quite an outburst when he crosses home plate. Were you watching that or were you focusing in on second base or what were you looking at at that time? Well, I was looking to throw and I was, you know, if he was gonna be safe, and uh, actually, uh, I didn't saw all the fist pump and all the stuff until I, I watched the replays and stuff. But when I right on the action, I was running. I didn't see all that. But it was it was a cool moment too. Um, obviously, it ends up being the game winner. And when Romo strikes out Miguel Cabrera in the bottom half of the inning. What goes through your mind? This is it. This is it, baby. I was like, huh. ladder relief. You know, like, it doesn't get any better than this. I mean, it's world chance. What else can you do? I mean, this is it. I would just, just live in the moment and, and just live in experience. And, like, we just, we just won. We just won the World Series. It was like, wow. And one more time, you're saying thanks to God. I mean, that he's the one giving me all this, uh, you know, opportunity, all this stuff to, to live the experience. So it was a, it was really neat, man. What was that's that night think, like? Well, that's when you when you win that Walter. That's when you start thinking like all the like. You know, the Yankees, when they won all the full series, kind of like back-to-back, I was like, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> because I just what was the night like? I, yeah. Go ahead. I was saying, what was that night like? What was what was the plane flight like? What, what What's happening afterward? Well, we stayed in the field uh, celebrating with my family and everybody's family all the way to – I don't know, probably two, two something or maybe three. <laughs> and when I got to the hotel, was some guy. He was like really cold, like low thirties. Was some fans outside the, the hotel waiting. I was like, "What are you guys doing here? Go home." <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, on the one, another kind of nice. It was kind of nice moment too when we we're landing on. San Fran, you know, you see all the. I think it was, uh, we see, we saw a chopper, helicopter, news, and all this kind of stuff. The stuff and like people waiting on the field. I mean, it was kind of like. I think uh, probably everybody on the team felt like, "Wow, we're we're cool guys." <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. You know, yes. Like a rock star. 
Yeah, I, I, gosh, it's it's so great, and I wonder, especially, you know, we established at this point, you know, you're, you're, you're 36, and you, you didn't think maybe you'd have this chance, and then all of this unfolds. How did it change the way you viewed your entire career? I mean, uh, obviously, uh, as a player, you know, you, you know the uh, more players are going to recognize you as a player, you're probably going to get more respect from other players and and those kind of stuff. And it was it was uh you know when when you win a World Series, I mean nobody can take that away from you. So you always can say, yeah, I want to I want to win. So what else is better than that? What's better? I don't think it's anything better on on the game on baseball than. You know, win the World Series. So I just went back home and just enjoy the moment, you know, with, with the family. Now that my little guy, my he was he was way too young. He was probably a year old, two. But now he's eight, so he seems he watch a lot of videos and from the World Series, and he can understand a little more now. He's always asking me questions and stuff. <laughs> pretty cool yeah that's that's a great age so you've 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 had the opportunity to sit down with them and 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 take them through youtube to show them what dad has done huh yeah i remember uh i remember i don't know month month back i don't know probably four months he was with uh one of his cousins and they were they were trying to do they were acting like I was my little guy was me, and his cousin was holiday. So he was he was trying to take my little guy <laughs> on a doll play. <laughs> so he was like, "Daddy, look, look, that's what this guy did to you." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, you know what else is amazing about it, Marco, is that with what then happens next and you had another strong year with the team and then injuries kind of take over you, you snuck all this yeah, in that's, that's, yeah that's what it, i was like that's what i was kind of like uh you know after 2013 14 that was that's when i de- I, I was like definitely you know got out of plan for me because i mean i i I was like, I was I was feeling good. Thirteen, I was everything was normal to one day, and and you know, even even the way God made me get up get out get out of the game was the right way. I think for me, like, you know, it was because my body, like, this is it that you can do it no more. Because uh, I think that way is better getting out out of the game than. Um, feeling good, like you feel good, but you know you're not the same player. You're too old, right? So that's kind of more, a little harder on your mind, I think. So even the way uh, it made me come out of the game was the right way to like, because you just your body can do it no more. So you, you like, you kind of have time to convince yourself. <laughs> On the other hand, yeah. you feel like you, you still can't compete, that you know you're too old, you're not the same, but your mind says, yeah, yeah, you're still good. I think that's a little harder. When you look back on all of it, Marco, what does your time in San Francisco mean to you now? I mean, it means everything on my career. Like, you know, this, this one, uh, Everything happens pretty much. I mean, I went to the, all the other teams. I guess preparing for that moment on on the Giants. That's that's the way I think. You know, I went through all those things just preparing myself for 2012. So great, so great. And, you know, gosh, having this opportunity to have this conversation, Marco, I, you know, 
we knew about the big hits. We knew about the NLCS, NLCS MVP. We, we, we know about the moment when you're staring at the, at the sky. I, I did not know uh, that, that you had such a role in, in Hunter Pence's speech. And, by the way, I also did not know you did such a great Bruce Bochy impersonation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, Bochy something else. I, rem- I, remember, I remember one day we were playing Colorado, and I don't know if you remember that play when somebody hit the ball on the gap and Hunter was – chasing it and he just went straight with the fence like he got himself knocked down I don't know if you remember that and he was like and Pagan was like he, he saw his eye like turning he's like he started calling for the trainer so the trainer goes there and, you know Bochy started going there running and you know he took him forever together <laughs> so, so when Bochy got there Hunter goes like I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> and Bochy goes, like, wait, wait. Let me get my breath back. <laughs> I need to get my breath back to go all the way back to, to the dugout. <laughs> oh, man. That oh, gosh. That's great. So basically he's saying, I- I'm glad you're okay, but you need to fake it a little longer because I got a long walk yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You stay, stay down there. I need to get my breath back. This is a long way for me. And in Colorado, you can't even breathe over there. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Gosh. Such fun to uh, to relive these stories with you, Marco. Uh, gosh, you're, uh, you're, you're a treasure to Giants fans, and, uh, and this was really amazing. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Uh, no problem, my man. Take care. Say hi to everyone over there. Thanks so much for listening to Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile. Don't forget to give us a rating and a review and share the podcast with your friends and family. For more exclusive conversations, subscribe to the Inside Giant Moments podcast, presented by T-Mobile, now. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.